everybody, and welcome back to another exciting edition of Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and the Insta, as the young fellows and ladies like to say. We're out there. We got polls. We got pictures. We got all kinds of crazy talk going on. And, of course, listen to us on your favorite podcast delivery system. We are on it all. And we get to do another baseball podcast as we start to delve into what we think this season is going to look like in Major League Baseball. And, of course, when we talk Major League Baseball on Think Tank Sports, we always have to bring in our longtime friend and Yankees fan extraordinaire, Steve Gross. How the heck are you, Steve? I, I'm so good, guys. Thank you so much for, for having me on again. Uh, personally, I am my favorite guest of yours. <laughs> I'm really excited to listen back to this one. Yeah, duh. humility, not a lost art in 2022. <laughs> Thanks, Steve, for bringing that up. Uh, let's get right into your Colorado Rockies. You know, didn't hear much from them all season. Uh, we say your Colorado Rockies, even though you're a New York Yankee fan. So I guess let's start there like we talked about. Give us your few minutes on the New York Yankees uh, offseason, then we'll jump to the Rockies. So what Yankees offseason, what their uh, project, projections look like to you this year, buddy? Yeah, I think the Yankees might be a little better than they than they were last year. Okay. Um, not any, not any like, huge improvements. They brought Josh Donaldson in, which hopefully he's got a little bit of a – attitude and edge that he brings to the team mm-hmm. um you know he he wants to win every game uh which is great because I, I don't feel that way about a lot of the guys in the team i don't feel that way about the front office right um, yep. the yankees the the number one priority of the yankees used to be let's go out there and win every game we're gonna win every game 10 to 2 uh we're gonna come into town we're gonna kick your ass we're gonna go home uh, now it seems like the Yankees' priority is we don't want anybody to get hurt. Let's give guys days off. Like it seems like that's the top priority for the organization to keep bringing these guys in who are, they could play multiple positions, and they're going to have DJ LeMahieu at third and at second and at first, and we're going to be moving uh, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa around, and we're going to be rotating guys in the outfield, DH, and days off, and. It seems like that's the number one priority of the roster construction now, rather than just who's the best person that we can bring in at this position, right. uh, which is what the Yankees used to be, and it was why they were so dominant for so long. And I miss that. I miss that. They're still spending money, but it's it's a different type of a roster construction. I, I think I'm not the only Yankees fan craving that. No, I agree, and I think it's – uh more of a look how smart we are not only are we excelling at you know our roster construction but we know how to do this better than anybody's ever done it for 130 years apparently um you know abner double day has nothing on us and guess what and as we've seen the last few years you talked about you know we're going to rest guys and rotate guys and they've had more injuries doing that than they have, you know, um, being yeah. the other way. Look what's, look at Stanton last year when he played in the field. You know, we can't play him in the field. He's such a chandelier. And then he had his best stats of the season last year playing in the field. So what do you think, right. Dave? Yeah, no, totally agree there. Uh, Stanton ha- was great in the outfield when he played. And, and everything you said, uh, you know, we've heard it in the national media and, um, we echo it here on Think Tank Sports that this 
is how they do the roster. And, you know, it's just painful. Uh, I know Steve, Mike, and I were talking off air the other day about the uh, Jamison Tyone and uh, Corey Kluber, you know, nonsense that was last year. And, oh, we're going to, you know, build them up and wait, you know, and ease them in. And it took half the year. And then Kluber throws a no-hitter, and then he's gone for two months. Um, you know, and now, you know, and Tyone gets hurt at the end of the year and, you know, now he had a great start, uh, today and two scoreless innings. So hopefully he builds on it, but yeah, let's just put the right team out there. Uh, they're still figuring it out, you know, and like Mike said, there's lots of kids in the minors and some of them are going to get called up. Uh, you have to believe. And, you know, what the heck does that do? And we still, you know, we won't get into it too deep right now, but what is happening with Glaber Torres? Mm. Yeah. I mean, where the heck does he play? No, it, it, you're exactly right. And, and you know, have, having too many guys is not a bad thing. It's just there's a lot of days last year where you saw, saw the, the lineup card and you're like, oh, the Yankees aren't even going to try to win this game. They're just punting this one. Right. And I used to oh, win yeah. Ever. Yep. Oh, and we texted about that as soon as the lineups would come out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> between the like three of us 505 we'd be all over yeah there. it would come out and we would be like they're giving up this game and, and literally they did you know yeah. and when you look at <clears throat> excuse me when you get down to the end of it um you know we don't want to belabor this point too much but you get down to the end of it and the yankees tie the reds yeah too late the yankees <laughs> tie the red Sox and lose the tiebreaker and i i think we said it last year how many games did they give up one one of those games going the other way, and that game is at Yankee Stadium. Yep. And, you know, then anything can happen. Or two games, or three, you know, it just changes the whole scope of things. And so, you know, we need to get away from that. So, Steve, real quick, Vegas Insider has over under 92 and a half wins for the New York Yankees this season. Last season, they won 92. Um, so they're right with you saying just about the same, maybe slightly better. Do you take the over or under at 92 and a half, buddy? Oh, man, that's that's so hard. <laughs> a it's deep so... eye and neck roll. Once yeah. again, Vegas wins. They know what they're doing. I think I'm going to have to go under just because of the competition. Yep. That's the only reason I would go under. The division's too good. I agree. Speaking of under, what uh, what is under the brains of these Colorado Rockies, buddy? Uh <laughs> We're rebuilding. We're restarting. Uh, once again, we got a five-year plan that's different than the past five-year five-year plan. This is a new five-year plan. Uh, but also, we're going to sign Chris Bryant and spend a ton of money on him. So talk to me about the reaction of the Chris Bryant signing and what the general direction of the Rockies are as you are embedded deep in the thin air of Denver, Colorado. Yes, yeah. Um living here on the, on, in the Rocky mountains and uh, trying to cheer for the Rockies. And I say trying to cheer for them because the, the, the prevailing sentiment among the fans is we cannot care more about winning than the ownership does. Mm. Um, and that's kind of been the sentiment for a while. Mm -hmm. um, you know, since the, the Tulowitzki and Carlos Gonzalez days when they were actually pretty decent okay. uh, a few years, it's just been, ownership has shown zero interest in, in, in winning. Um, and it still doesn't really feel that way. You know, it's, 
they, they signed Chris Bryant, they signed Ryan McMahon to a big contract. Um, so, you know, they're, they're signing some players, uh, but it feels like, I think I speak for the fan base when I say it, it feels like a cash grab. It's like, hey, here's a shiny object to come see at the ballpark, but we really don't care that much about winning. Um, and really, the the overall attitude about the Chris Bryant contract is, oh, cool, he signed a uh, seven-year contract. It'll be fun to trade him to a different team in three years and get nothing in return. Um, <laughs> Jeez. And that's pretty much what the, what, what the Rockies have done. So it's it, Chris Bryant, I think he has a notable uh, coach. Yeah. In the but, you know, if the Rockies are winning 60 to 70 games a year, I don't think he's got any problem <laughs> waving that. Right, right. No, absolutely. So Vegas Insider has them at 67 and a half. Uh, on the over-under for total wins. Uh, and when you look at especially their pitching staff, I think 67.5 is an aggressive number. I, I, I would put them in the low 60s. And, you know, that's we're talking about losing 100 baseball games. And, uh, which is hard to do. Which is hard to do. Losing 100 baseball games is, is hard to do. And the Rockies have one of the lowest over-unders last year. And I think I told you guys. You shot the over. They yeah. 70, and, yeah. and they did. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's probably about right, you know, and, and it doesn't seem to, to bother the ownership at all. Mm -hmm. And the fans will go to the game. It's, it's still a party. There's, they built this big party deck where you can get like $4 tickets and you you can go right downtown Denver and party. It's a beautiful stadium and the weather is usually beautiful during baseball season. So people still go and that's really all they care about. Is selling the tickets. Is it easy in, easy out as far as traffic and and that kind of stuff, or is it set up well down there? Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty easy. There's a lot of different uh, parking lots like scattered uh, over over a few city blocks. Um, and there's public transportation, and so it's it's pretty easy to see out. Okay. Like I said, they just want people to come buy hot dogs and beers and t-shirts. Yeah, understandable. Um, so, you know, the Rockies, we know they're not really headed towards a, a playoff future, uh, especially this year. Um, let's get into, you know, the theme of this podcast, boys, which is uh, the central divisions in both the American and National League. Uh, since we're talking about the Rockies, let's just stay there with the National League Central um, and seems to be a two team race from what I can tell. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers, St. Louis Cardinals. uh are the top two projected teams anyway uh, in this division. So, Steve, just give us your overall thoughts about the National League Central, uh, and then maybe we'll delve into a few teams in particular. Yeah, I I think you nailed it, Mike. I think it is a two-team race, the Brewers and the Cardinals. I think the Cubs uh, are a pretty good bet to win more games than than people think they will. Okay. Um, I think they, they did some stuff to bolster their roster. Uh, and the, the Reds and the Pirates are, are not even trying. Um, I think they're going to pile up some wins against them. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the Cubs in like the wild card race, but not really contending for uh, the division. The... Is it the point with the Pirates where like Major League Baseball almost needs to step in and, and run this organization? You know, I mean, how many years in a row can they do this and still, you know, 
qualify for profit sharing and all the other things that uh, you know the ownership group gets. It's really embarrassing for a proud organization with a rich history. Uh, it, it's really bad with this. I mean, it's, they're a feeder team for the rest of the Major League Baseball. Um, here's here's how bad it is. I was looking at their depth chart uh, yesterday, and they have Ben Gamble starting in left field and right field. Oh, <laughs> so, I, I don't think I don't think they're gonna be able to do that. But uh, you know, Ben Gamble is that is that why they signed Andrew McCutcheon to fill one of those spots? Yeah, it, it must be. Yeah. Um, Turn yeah. back the oh, clock. Oh wait, no, no, McCutcheon's with the Brewers. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, he signed it with the Brewers. Oh, yeah, there you go. I mean, they have a couple. They have a couple nice young players. Charlie Hayes' kid is there. Sure. Uh, they need to get him out of there just for for his own sake. But um, yeah, there it's 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 embarrassing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk yeah, about six, the top of the sixty-one division. wins for the Pirates last year, and Vegas Insider has them at sixty-four and a half. So they're not expecting much out of the wow. Pirates. Wow, either am I. Yeah, I'll take the under. <laughs> I'll take, take the under. under. Yeah, yeah, I'll bet my four hundred one k on the under. <laughs> wow, wow, oh, all boy. twelve cents. Um, <laughs> sorry, I don't know your personal <laughs> savings habits. I shouldn't. We don't four hundred one k shame here. Think tank hey, sports. Take a cheap shot if you want. Yeah, okay. cheap shot. So, what about the top, Mike? What do you What do you like? You see the Brewers, who were a 95 win team last year, um, kind of a team that just seemed to like everything seemed to go really well for them. You know, they had the the big lead in the division and kind of cruised for a while, and mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, the same team back. Uh, what do you see? And, and, and of course that goes out to you too, Steve. Well, I'll start with, uh, I like the addition of Andrew McCutcheon and the whole DH situation in the national league. This is the exact type of player that the, uh, players association envisioned getting a job to extend their career, uh, certainly can bring not only, uh, you know, on the field attributes, but in the clubhouse and with a team that's on the cusp of winning, uh, he can add that uh, experience and calm, steady voice in the moments of panic of a season. So I think that's a great signing by them. Uh, Like you said, didn't change much on the field and um, they have to decide eventually what to do with Josh Hader, the closer. But for this season, uh, I really, you know, I was all over them last year, as you know, Dave, and, and I continue, oh, to, yes. continue to support them. They're going to be no surprise to anybody this year. Steve, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, they, they're, you're, you talk about their, their pitching with Josh Hader. Um, I mean, I think they can trade him. They still have Devin Williams there, who mm-hmm. is a great reliever as well. Brad Boxberger is there now. Uh, they, have, they have some guys in the bullpen. Uh, who can pick up the slack and they can get something for Hater? I think you got to do it. Rotation wise, you know that Corbin Burns won the Cy Young last year. Yep. Uh, was it a flash in the pan or is that him? I'm not sure. He never really threw more than like 50 innings in a season before, so we'll see if he if he can hold up to that. Right. Um, Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta both solid starters as well. So they have the pitching, and then obviously in the field with. Christian Yelich and Willie Adamas and um, uh, who's the other one I was thinking of? Kane. Uh, yeah, Lorenzo Kane and Hunter Renfro. Yep. They, they've got bats on the team, so I, I really like them uh, to uh, to win this division. 
Yeah, the sneaky good thing they did last year is sign Rowdy Telez from uh, the Blue Jays, really solidified mm-hmm. their first base position uh, and made them an all-around you know, solid team. So I, I like this team a lot as well. Dave, what about you, buddy? I haven't heard you chime in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think they're the cream of the crop in the division again. Uh, Vegas Insider pegs them at 88 and a half. Uh, wins. I'm definitely taking the over. I think, um, as Steve said, we know Pittsburgh is bad. I think Cincinnati is going to be awful. Mike and I talked about it last week. What they have done is an absolute shame Mm -hmm. and a disgrace to baseball, how they were at 83 wins and, and that close to the playoffs last year, and then just cut their team apart right before the season starts. They're going to be right there. I think with the pirates, uh, as far as bottom of the barrel, which, as you said, Steve, means more wins for the other teams. And so I think that's where the Brewers are going to get. And I'm taking the over. I, I really like their bullpen. Uh, they're just tremendous. And they're going to have another good year. What did you yeah. say? 87 and a half, Dave? 88 and a half. 88 and a half. Yeah. There's no reason on a 90 win team. There's no Yeah, it, Yeah, right. it's ridiculous. It's, I just, that number's very, very low, I think. When three of the five teams in your own division are punting the season, you know, it, it, it's, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, the exactly. Cubs will give them a hard time occasionally, but you're, that's a good point. Uh, I always have an affinity for the St. Louis Cardinals because I lived there for two years back in the early 90s, um, and I love this team on paper, guys. Uh, you know, Paul Goldschmidt will probably go down as one of the most underrated players oh. of his era. Uh, his numbers, because he played with the Diamondback for so long, he just got overlooked. And even in St. Yep. Louis, he just he is always delivering. Nolan Arenado as well, you know, just seems like he's always in the MVP race. Um, but they have a lot of nice young players. I love Tyler O'Neill and Harrison Bader in the outfield. Um, I just worry about their pitching. So for me, you know, they're a little long in the tooth. Uh, Wayne Wright's 97 years old. Jack Flaherty's still a little bit hurt. That's the top of their rotation. They did pick up Steven Matz, um, who seems to be a gun for hire. Uh, Steve's giving me the so-so sign. What, what are your thoughts on Steven Matz? Yeah, I mean, Steven Matz earlier in his career was awesome, and then he fell apart uh, with Matz. So you don't really know what you're going to get with, with him. Um, so that's why I give you the so-so on him. But yeah, love Dakota Hudson, who's up and coming. Yeah. Um, Mike Bliss, who who has his moments. So they've got they've got some 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 pieces on the rotation. Didn't they yeah. have Jordan Hicks uh, try to be a closer at one point? But he's in, I have him listed on the starting pitching rotation. Am I remembering that wrong? Uh, uh, he did, he definitely was a reliever. Uh, I know he you know, like throws like 102 to 103 occasionally, but as a starter, I don't imagine they're going to want him cranking it up that often, uh, for sure. But another live arm, I guess, is my point there. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if he's going to start or not. That's a good question, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do like the addition of Corey Dickerson. Uh, it just gives them a little more depth. And yep. I know he's torn up the Yankees a couple different times. So yep. I'm glad to see him go to the National League. Sure. But I think he's going to definitely help there in St. Louis for sure. Absolutely. So 
another solid Cardinals team. They always just seem to churn out. They never rebuild. They reload. It seems like uh, this organization just knows how to do it. Um, and uh, another solid. Any other thoughts, either one of you two, on the Cardinals? The, the over-under is 85 and a half, which yeah. seems, seems like an easy over as well. Right. No, I, I would say Brewers, 92, and, and Cardinals, you know, around 90. Um, yeah would be would be realistic to me anyway what do you think dave yeah yeah and they won and they won 90 games last year so um you know again i think if if cincinnati is a little bit down you know that's enough to pick up you know four or five more wins easily easily for the cardinals and and i think the same things too i concerns about the pitching and and wainwright and his age if he you know gets hurt again you know, that's he's an anchor to their rotation, despite the fact he's what, 41, 42 years old. Right. Um, but yeah, I, they're still very solid in so many other areas. He's got that nasty curveball still. And, and as long as he can keep people off balance, throw hard enough on the fastball, he, he can pitch for a while. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, good for him. Anybody yeah. want to take the Cubs? Say, should we talk about them at all? Do they really, you know, have a shot at this expanded playoffs now? You got 12 teams making the playoffs. Will they, you know, will they be one of these teams that maybe is around in the last two weeks of the season and could, and, uh, could surprise somebody? Or are they that bad? What do you think, Steve? I don't think they're that bad. Um, okay. Yeah, I I think I said earlier they'll contend for the wild card. Yeah, thinking about it more, you're gonna be like a 500 baseball team, I think, and they'll they'll, they'll win enough games to give them some some hope on Addison Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they just I don't know if they have the bats. Um, looking at their team now and the rotation, their top three in the rotation: Kyle Hendricks, Marcus Stroh, Eilie. That's a real nice top three. It is. Uh, yes. And after after that, the steep fall off, and the bullpen isn't great. Um, so I, I, I don't know if they have the, the, the horses to make it to a playoff push, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him be around 500. What about old friend Clint Frazier? What, what does it look like for him out there in the outfield? Is he going to get at bats? Will they throw him in at DH? Um, you know, I have him listed as the fourth outf- outfielder right now. And, uh, Patrick Wisdom as a DH. So uh, is it going to be another situation where the Red Rocket can't get off the launching pad? Or wh- what do we got here in Cleveland? Or in it's funny China? you said, was, what does it look like with Frazier? Because probably kind of blurry based on uh, <laughs> <laughs> that. That's fair. Good. Good one. All right. We're, we're off and running now, Dave. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we are. I mean, what do you think about be- Clint Frazier, Dave? Oh, I, you know, I just, we know that we talked about how the Yankees, there's several players that the Yankees ruined. He's one of them. I think he's uber talented. If he can get the vision stuff corrected, Um, he could be a great addition there to the Cubs in the national league. And, you know, if he could start to hit a little bit, maybe he becomes the third outfielder, you know, or he plays more DH. I, I, you know, I just think he's got tremendous talent. He's just the Yankees killed him, and then he's he's been hurt a bunch. So uh, I'd love to see him catch fire in Chicago. I'd love to follow him as a Cub this summer. That would just be – that'd be great. I'd be so happy for him. That well, fan base love him too. They will embrace Oh, him. yeah. You're right. He'll be like the right-handed Schwaba. You know, he'll definitely <laughs> pick up those fans for sure. Um, 
I think we're going to find with these Yankee cast-offs, yes, the Yankees had their part to play in ruining these people, but they were yeah. also kind of tweeners, you know, the quadruple-A players that weren't quite good enough for Major League uh, regular rotation, but better than the triple-A counterpart. Uh, Luke Voigt and San Diego probably on the similar trajectory. trajectory. Uh, I would say I, I will certainly root for both of them because they're in the National League um, and they came up Yankees. But uh, I, I think we're going to see uh, a little bit of both is true. You know, Yankees ruined them, but they weren't quite good enough. Um, we're probably always overrated a little bit. That's my humble opinion. Anyone want to give any thoughts on the Reds or just want to move on to the American League? Only thing no. on the they, they sent everybody away. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm excited to watch Gleyber Torres play shortstop for them once they <laughs> trade for the That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, so, yeah, let's let's move over to the American League uh, Central, uh, White Sox, Guardians, mm. Tigers, Royals, and Twins. Uh, this is a division that uh, – Similar, actually, to the Brewers, where the White Sox had a huge lead for a good part of the year uh, and just kind of cruised from there, uh, did, I think, fairly well. I mean, they were another team, I think, like Milwaukee, that just everything kind of came together. We've talked about the Tony La Russa effect there. Um, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Steve, as far as the White Sox go? I heard you say Guardians there. Is that like a double A team in Toledo? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Toledo in Ohio, just like Cleveland. Oh. Yep. Ooh, um, shots fired. Yeah. So the White Sox only won 93 games last year, which is a lot. But I say only because every other team in that division had a losing record. Yeah. So yep. they should have been piling up a lot more wins than they had. Okay. Um, don't know. I don't know what the, where the disconnect was. I mean, they, they had some injuries that they were dealing with and all that, uh, but they still have a really nice roster. You know, they've got a lot of power. They can hit for average. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've got some pitching. Uh, they, they brought in the fight club to bolster the uh, the bullpen there. Yep. Uh, or Do we say arm barn now, or are we still saying uh, bullpen? <laughs> That's a good <laughs> question. That's a good question. I like the arm bar. Let's do that. Yeah. It has a nice ring to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, throwing start, starting pitchers out there with Giolito and Keiko and, and Dylan Cease and Lance Lynn, that's it, it, it's pretty good. Um, the only team, only other team in this division that I think is even trying is, is the Twins, which is shocking based on what they did last year. But right. uh, big additions there in the offseason, they're – they're basically just playing fantasy baseball with the trades they've been making. Right, absolutely. But uh, just to stick on the White Sox for a second, I think this yeah. is easily, like you guys have both alluded to, their division to win or lose. And I love where their roster's at. Uh, I really like uh, the addition of Josh Harrison at second base. Kind of been around a little bit, uh, but will really solidify a position for them that's been trouble. Uh, for the last couple of years. And I think he, um, like others we've mentioned, will bring that uh, veteran presence to a team that hasn't quite gotten over the hump to win yet. Uh, And their pitchers, if they can stay healthy, um, 
like you said, a very impressive starting pitching. Um, so, yeah, White Sox. Uh, what's the number on Vegas Insider, Dave? Uh, 91 and a half wow. for the White Sox. Uh, that feels low. Um I feel like we say this a lot every year and then every year we get stumped, but that just feels low. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I think I definitely would take the over Steve. What do you think buddy about that? Yeah, for sure. They won more games than that last year. And I just got done saying they didn't win as many games last year as they should have. Right. Uh, you know, theoretically they should easily go over the 91 and a half. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I agree. Clean, clean sweep with the over. So that means they're doomed for about 86. But <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a look at the aforementioned twins and and one of the bigger movers and shakers in the offseason. Um, none other than our good friend Gary Sanchez catching. Um, and, you know, hopefully for the twins and him, a rebirth out there with quite a few less cameras and microphones in his face for sure uh and you know less pressure from the fan base uh, every pitch and every pass ball won't be quite as scrutinized uh probably has a good relationship with carlos correa the big shortstop free agent uh that uh, the twins also landed this offseason uh certainly weren't afraid to uh, spend some money and loosen up the purse strings there. And then uh, I always liked Byron Buxton, uh, and he was off last year to a great start uh, and got hurt, ran into the wall, and was never really the same the rest of the season. Um, interesting team for sure. What else do you guys see uh, on this roster? You know, I, I, all of these moves, I think it definitely – you know, it definitely makes them a lot better. Uh, one of the things I was reading was how the team is just, it's given them motivation right away with all of these moves and just knowing that, you know, they had such a bad year uh, last year and now this motivation to, you know, that the, you know, management is saying, we're going to, we're going to go for it. We're going to make some moves. Uh, now one of them is Sonny Gray and Yankee fans know him well uh, he, you know, of the, oh, he's great in Oakland. The Yankees get him. He stinks. They trade him to Cincinnati. He wasn't much better. And now he's back in Minnesota. I don't know. We'll see. Vegas Insider doesn't seem to think a lot of these moves are going to make that much of a difference. The Twins won 73 games last year. Vegas Insider has the over-under at 75 and a half. So, wow. Um, it's a lot you know, of money for a two and a half increase it, yeah. in total. Yeah. That was exactly my thought. What do you think, Steve? Yes. Well, so when you you sent the over-unders to me earlier, I saw that 75 and a half for the Twins. And I thought, I was like, that can't be right. That, seem, that seems low. Uh, and I looked it up on DraftKings, and they have 80 and a half there. So, wow. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge discrepancy. So I don't, I don't know what, what's going on there. But, um, no, I kind of echo what you guys said we you know you, we mentioned our old friend gary sanchez and our old friend sonny gray and mm. our old geo urshela is there too um you know that they, they they've got a, a few good players miguel sano um you know could yep. compete for if if they're any good at all um but i just i don't i don't know what they were doing with their their trades this off season with they you know they traded for kiner falefa and then they flipped him to the yankees and they traded Mitch Garber and ended up with Gary Sanchez. And it's, 
it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, the moves that they were making. I don't know if they had a goal in mind. It was just like, oh, no. there's a little value for us in this trade. Let's do it. Um, and then the pitching, you know, it's Sonny Gray and then Bunch and then teams. who? Right. Dylan, they brought in Dylan Bundy, who, you know, hey, if, if we happen to see them in a wild card game or something, I'll be thrilled to see Dylan Bundy. Absolutely. Slap that guy around. So. <laughs> uh, I, I don't I don't know I don't know where they go with the the trades that they made I really don't um I think Kenzo Maeda he's still out right he had Tommy John yep. so I don't think he's gonna here is he that's right they um, let Pineda walk you know they they really yeah. I think you're right Steve they didn't have a plan it's like when um you know they would kept flipping the cards over hoping it would turn up with some aces and all that got us a bunch of jokers you know it's kind of crazy <laughs> Um, what they were doing there. I, I think one of the more interesting things to watch will be the internal fighting, like Joe Smith and Carlos Correa hate each other. Uh, you know, you've all seen the uh, video of Smith striking out Correa and then making the baby faces at him and pretending to cry and all that. I think Joe Smith is highly overrated. I, I didn't like him on the Dodgers. I've never... That was uh, that was Joe Kelly. Oh. He's on the... So they'll be playing Correa. They're playing first. each other. Thank you for correcting me in front of the tens of our listeners. Um, No, I'm glad you said that, though. All right. I don't have any takes on the Minnesota Twins, then. Poor Joe Smith. Joe Smith just catching straight bullets here. Yeah. Ricochet shots on Joe Smith. Anyway, I hate Carlos Correa, so we'll send it on that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All Yankee fans are are so happy that he did not sign with the Yankees and did not sign with any team uh, in the AL East. Uh, as far as that goes, I, then I think you've got these three teams with the Guardians, the Tigers, uh, and the Royals all kind of middling. Um, the Guardians, very, very young. Um, you know, uh, Tito Franco, Francona there is saying, you know, youth isn't going to be an excuse for us. Uh, he's telling the players that. Um, I don't know. I'm not convinced uh, that they're going to be all that great. Of the three teams, I kind of feel like maybe Detroit's going to be the one that's that's the third place team in that division. What do you guys think? I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, it, it just seems like they're trying. Right, they're trying to build the team. They signed Javi Baez. They traded for Tucker Barnhart. Um, they brought in uh, the mediocre pitcher from the Red Sox, um, Erod. They brought him in. Right. So um, they're at least trying which is more than I can say for the Guardians um, and and the Royals. And the Guardians have a couple players, but how long is Jose Ramirez going to be there? Will he be on the opening day roster? Not sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Dave, that the, the Tigers will be kind of the the Cubs of this division from, uh, from our NL Central talk. What about Miguel Cabrera? Is he still going to be able to bring anything to the plate? I mean, one of the best hitters we'll ever see. Um, in our lifetime, but uh, seems like he still had some flashes in the pan last year. Um, playing DH, he, he should probably never bring a glove to the stadium this year. Um, he could sell his stock in Rawlings, but uh, Duke can still hit. You know, I, will you enjoy seeing his at bats, Dave? Uh, you know, I, I, I really thought that he should have retired last year. Okay. Um, uh, it's just not that exciting to me anymore. I, I mean, he's just, 
he's just a shell of his former self and it just feels like he's one of those like compilers that just hangs on for years and mm. you know and and it's hard you don't want to do you know you don't want to do him a disservice because he's had such a great career but right. when when at, do you get to the point where you just say all right that's enough when the checks stop clearing i would imagine <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that's pretty much the the point of this but uh you know, good veteran presence. He is. He comes off as a knucklehead, but everyone that's ever played with him says he he's super knowledgeable and willing to. He wants to talk baseball twenty four seven, and, and all of that. So you know, with a young team up and coming like the Tigers, maybe he he has added value there. Um, but I agree with you guys. Uh, it'll be cute until it's not cute, and that'll happen early. Yeah, he doesn't have the power anymore. I, I just I just looked up his numbers while Dave was talking there, and he hasn't hit 20 home runs since 2016. So um, it, his power is completely gone. He still gets on base. Yeah. still a fine hitter. Sure. But, like, I think you asked the relevant question, is which is, are you going to enjoy watching? Do I want to see Miguel Cabrera hitting singles? No, no. not really. No, no. <laughs> I'm I good agree. on that. Yeah. Totally agree. All right, who else do we need to talk about in this division? Anybody? I mean, Not really. No. Uh, I mean, right. Zach Granke signs with the Royals. Uh, you know, whoop-de-doo. Uh, uh, you know, he's Zach, Zach with the team. Granke, Hall of Famer? He... Question mark. Anybody? No. I don't think so. I've see, I remember seeing arguments last year for it based on his numbers. and, But – you know, my thing is postseason success, and he has thrown out some clunkers. Of course, some of the best pitchers of all time have done that too, but right. he's thrown out more clunkers than good ones. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I just, I just, he's not somebody that I would consider to be a Hall of Famer. I'd have to look at his numbers, though. Of course. Uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, in your mind's uh, eye, Steve. What do you think? Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, he's, he's, he's a good pitcher. He, mm-hmm. Somehow he ends up on my fantasy roster every year. Oh, he's I that always, guy. <laughs> I always have this guy. Um, but I think there, there's a, a part of the Hall of Fame discussion where it's, it's a gut feeling. Like when you right. ask, is this Hall of Famer? If, you're, if, you, if you don't right away answer yes, then I think it's like, nah, I don't think he is. Um, oh, you can make the argument, all that stuff. Like, Sure, you can make the argument, but my gut tells me, no, he's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I agree. If Jack Morris isn't in the Hall of Fame, then Zach Greinke certainly shouldn't be. Um, yeah, 219 wins for Zach, Zach Greinke, 3.41 uh, ERA, 2,800 strikeouts in 3,100 innings pitched. Okay. Um, you know, they're certainly solid numbers. Uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't scream sc- Hall of Fame. Right. Put him in the Hall of Solid. There you go. Yeah. You should yeah. open that up. Yeah. Denver, Colorado yeah. needs another tourist trap. Uh, the Hall <laughs> of Solid. I like that. Um, so that kind of wraps up our, you know, uh, division reviews and previews here. Uh, in our text chain, folks, uh, the other day, Steve sent a, uh, made a statement, and before 
he could elaborate on it. I uh, asked him to stop and uh, we'd talk about it on this here podcast. So, uh, Steve, you said, I'm starting to get tired of this obsession with guys who play multiple positions. I assume you were saying that in reference to Major League Baseball, correct? I was saying it in reference to the Yankees. Okay. Um, Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, we kind of talked about it. And it's, it's, it's like when they signed Marwin Gonzalez, it's like the only reason I can see for signing that guy is his versatility. Mm-hmm. That's re- literally it. That's the only reason you would sign him. Um, and, and I'm just getting so tired of that. It's just like, it seems like every guy they bring in now is like, oh, you know, kind of left, but yeah, he's a shortstop, but he won a gold glove at third. And it's like, all right, well, can we just get the best person at that position and, and start them there and stop effing around with the, with the lineups? No, I think that's a good point. If, you know, in the top two or three uh, positives for a person is they play multiple positions, uh, I'm not sure that that's really, you know, a thing. You know, I think that's a, that's a good um, way to look at it. Now, where do you stand on the Shohei Otanis of the world that um, play multiple positions but do both of them at an elite level? Um do you think Otani would be better if he just hit or just pitched, or would you rather see what he's doing now? I if he focused on one or the other, of course, I think he would be better at that particular skill. Okay. Um, how much better? Uh, but also, like, hey, I, I love the show. Uh, 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 no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, like I love the, the theater of it. Um, I love okay. that he's out in California. Um, he's really good. He's really good at both things. Okay. And, and it's they're not doing it as some like um, you know computer nerds crunching numbers, and it's better if we have this flexibility. Right. They're legitimately doing it as he's a great hitter. He's a really good pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, let's have him do both. And I don't I don't have a problem with it. I understand. So you're not putting, you know, the kind of falafas of the world in the same category as Shohei um, as far as doing multiple positions. You know, it's it's kind of two different types of dudes, right? Yeah, I, I, I guess so. But re- really, my complaint is more about the way that they're they're building the teams and, and running the teams. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, oh, the infield, we could have 11 different infield alignments on the Yankees this year. Right. Uh, Otani is either he's pitching or he's DHing. That, right. like, that's that's what he does. Um, so it's yeah, I, I, they're different categories, I suppose, because one is just about a player who does multiple things. The other one is about a team who's prioritizing players who have the ability to do multiple things, but you know, it's it's not like they're number one. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of players now, like Jeff McNeil types that can play different positions, but are they excelling at any of them? Whereas mm-hmm. Otani is excelling at both of those positions, so he's a different cat. Um, yeah. But, and DJ who's won multiple gold gloves at second base. Right. How many games are going to play at second base this year? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, right. and that, that was what that was what I think got you so fired up, Steve, as I, I saw that and sent that along. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. multiple gold gloves at second base – and then you don't even know he's going to play second base. We're talking about him playing at first base until, you know, 
a week ago or so when the Yankees re-signed Anthony Rizzo. So yeah, where do you stand, Dave, on the whole Otani or DJ the Mayhew or kind of Falefa, kind of three tiers of player there? Yeah, you know, I I, I think on some levels I, I'm with Steve. Like, let's put these guys where they can be. We know DJ LeMahieu was a great second baseman. Let's put him there, right? Mm-hmm. Kiner Falefa, they got him to play shortstop. They got Josh Donaldson to play third. Now, can Kiner Falefa occasionally play third? Sure. But his position is shortstop. Let's set the lineup let's set the defense and be good with it now with otani um you know god bless the guy he's talented to be able to do both uh and it's entertaining you know it's it's must watch tv for so many people let him keep doing it until he can't do it anymore i mean he's you know we talked last year that you know there's there's no way to compare him because the things he's doing right. nobody's done uh, and when you talk about over a hundred years of history in baseball and say nobody has done something, that's tremendous. So let's let's see him keep going and keep doing it because, you know, who knows where he's going to go with it. Um, you know, and maybe it comes down to with the pitching, he gets hurt and then he can only hit. Well, okay. And if he hits full time, what do we think he's going to do? Right. 40, 45 home runs, 120 RBIs. I mean, if the Angels could, you know, if Mike Trout can stay healthy and the Angels can put some guys on base, uh, Otani's capable of doing that. So I, I, I'm fine with it um, okay. because I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to last forever. So let's soak up every every ounce of Otani uh, in those multiple roles as we can. Even yeah. with pitch, he, he hit 46 home runs last year. Right. Yeah. Great point. That's true. Yeah. So I'm kind of with the spirit of the text as well, Steve, that, you know, if you're, it's kind of like the football thing. If you have two quarterbacks, you have none. If you don't have a position, you know, one position, do you really, um, are you really an asset to that team? You know, there's something to be said as a player too, of showing up at the stadium and knowing you're playing second base and you're batting lead off if you're DJ LeMahieu and that's your, that's your role on this team. You know, I, I know, Everyone wants to get into this modern athlete stats and shouldn't matter where they're playing kind of thing. Um, but they are human beings. They're not robots. And, and so the steadiness and a, a understanding of your role in life can bring out a happiness that, um, you know, I think everyone's looking for, especially on, on a long baseball season. Um, sure, you'll help out the team and do what you can if they need it. But uh you know, so I would lean towards one position, uh, except for the outliers like Otani. Uh, but I don't want to see, you know, 97 copycats over the next decade trying to come up and, and do both. Um, you have to really be uh, another worldly talent like Otani is. So um, that's all I got today, gentlemen. Anybody got any other topics or concerns, regurgitations they want to throw out there today? No, we're all good here at Think Tank Sports. Uh, check us out, you know, on all of our social media networks, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and the Instagram, uh, Snapface, uh, wherever we're at. Um, just search Think Tank Sports. Uh, 
find us on Anchor. We that would say our point at this point our preferred podcast delivery system, um, yep. but we're definitely available on Spotify and all the other popular ones. So watch for us as we continue to preview the Major League Baseball season this week uh, and hit the East and the West Coasts as we've knocked out the Central here and we race towards the beginning of which should be a very entertaining and exciting 2022 for Major League Baseball. Uh, Until then, we strive for five so we can survive.